Welcome to the Living the Abundant Life podcast with Rob and Sarah Betts. Living the Abundant Life is a weekly podcast designed to help others learn to live in abundance. And now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Living the Abundant Life with Rob and Sarah. So glad that you're tuning in again this week and we are excited about some of the things that we're going to be talking to you about uh, we are talking about uh, discovering and doing the will of God. Absolutely. We are excited to dive into the Word with you today. So if you want to grab your Bible, grab a notebook and pens, you can take some notes and you know, follow along with us in Scripture or take notes and look those up later. Never just take our word for it or right. anyone else's. You always want to get in the Word yourself. The Word is God speaking to you. Right. Well, let's pray and we're going to start talking about our subject today. Father God, we thank you so much for another opportunity to come together with our friends, to study your word. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to hear and answer our prayer that you would reveal truth to us by your Holy Spirit. Whether someone is watching or listening to this podcast later, Father, that the Holy Spirit would guide and direct us and help us to learn, Father, the things that you would have for us to learn. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this topic is so important as believers, and it's important to be able to minister and witness to other people as well, because um, there's this kind of false thinking that goes around that just like you just sit back and everything that happens happens and, and you know, that you have no control over what happens right. to you. Well, some people uh, have the idea that it calls into question the sovereignty of God, right. whether or not we have a part to play in what happens in our lives. And it certainly goes without saying that God is certainly sovereign. <laughs> right. But everything that happens to us is not the sovereign will of God. If that were the case, then you could argue that in my life, if everything that happens to me is the will of God, then I've perfectly fulfilled the will of God. Right. In my never life. made a mistake. Never done anything wrong. Never gone down the wrong path. Right. Come on, all we God's all know we will. have. Because it was <laughs> right. all God's will right. that those things happen. Right. But the reality is, there's more to it than that, and the Scripture uh, shows us clearly, and I believe that we'll see that together, that we have a part to play in whether yes. or not we find and and do. Yes. The entirety of God's will for our lives. Right. Certainly the overarching plan God has for man, without question, uh, God will have his way in the earth. Mm-hmm. His will be done. But individually in our lives, how much of his will we experience, much of that is up to us. Yes. The first scripture that I want to look at that helped me to understand this was in Joshua beginning with Joshua, the 24th chapter, mm-hmm. beginning with verse 14. Joshua said this, he said, Therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day who you'll serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That sounds a lot like a choice. It is. And, you know, a loving God gives you the choice to love him back. 
And that's what right. God has done for us. He's given us every opportunity to, he shows his love to us in so many ways, ultimately, because he sent Jesus for us. And it's our choice if we accept that sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. I mean, here he says, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. And he's saying, you choose. Right. It's you not, decide. That, that's a choice that God gives to man, that you can serve him or you cannot. Now, I certainly would argue that it'd be a bad idea not to. Right. But he gives us the option. God is not imposing his will with right. regard to us serving him on us. Right. And honestly, man doesn't want that. No. If You know, if you were to be completely honest about the imposed will of one on another, uh, the proof of that or the evidence of that is... You know, if, if say, I, I decided I was going to go on a diet, I've, you know, we've been uh, cutting out different things, deciding we're not going to eat sugar or whatever. And I just said, you know what? I'm never eating sugar again. I'm off sugar. And within two or three days, I'm in the kitchen and I know we've got Oreos in, in the kitchen. And so I go in there and I get ready to put one in my mouth. You see me and you come up from behind me and you knock it out of my hand. We might laugh the first time, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but, but probably not. You're probably going to get upset. And then if you, every time you see me doing that, you come up behind me and do the same thing. Well, now what you've done is I've made a decision. I've changed my mind. I want that cookie. But now you've imposed your will for me on my life, and we don't like that. And in the same way, God is not, he wants us to have better and to do better and to experience mm -hmm. the fullness of right. what he's provided for us, but he's not going to make us. No, it's up to us. So also looking at Deuteronomy 30, 19, yeah, this sure, is another scripture that um, falls right in line with that scripture in Joshua. So uh, Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death blessing and the curse. Therefore, you shall choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. So he's telling us, I'm giving you the choice, just like he did in Joshua when he said, choose this day whom you're going to serve. He said, I set before you life. Look at life. It looks so great. Or death, you know, or right. the curse. Right. Choose life. He even tells us the answer, you know, choose Jesus. Choose my right. love for it's you. A, it's a multiple choice, but he gives us the answer. Right. Choose life. But you still have the choice to pick the other one. Right. And that's what we what we want to recognize is that we have a part to play in what happens in right. our lives. Everything. And thank God for That's that. That's good news. That's great news. Right. If you're in a place right now that you feel like, man, things are going terrible. I just feel like everything's falling down on top of me, falling around me. You have the power to change that. Right. I mean, if you thought that everything was God's will and there was nothing you could do about it, what a hopeless and helpless mm -hmm. situation we would be in. But the reality is we can change our circumstances. Right. There are ways, and we can look in Scripture and find that there are ways and, that we can get out of whatever position that we're in. We're not stuck with our last bad decision. God isn't making us do something or punishing us to try to keep us in a particular will or path. Right. He, the, the Bible's plain that he has a good plan for right. us. The scripture right. tells us that. Right. You know, people talk about in Jeremiah 29, 
when you use that scripture and say that it, it says that I know the plans that I have mm-hmm. for you, says the Lord. You know, people say, well, in context, he was talking to Israel. But if God is no respecter of, the per- of persons, as the scripture says, then if he's got a plan for Israel, mm-hmm. he's got a plan for you and right. me. There is something that God has for you and I that he's designed specifically, that he's placed giftings within us, that he has called us to go someplace or do something. Uh, If you're a mother or a father or uh, a boss or an employee or a neighbor, whatever it is, God has good things planned for you and a path specifically for you. But we have to discover that. Right. And then not just discover it, then we have to make a decision that we're going to do whatever that is because we have a choice there. Right. And part of it is just believing and trusting that his plan for you is Good. Whenever we recognize that God has good days, good plans uh, for us, then it helps us to see that when those things aren't happening, there's some adjustments that we can make. Because if we know that His plan's always good and it's always, you know, a blessing and we're not walking in that, we can come on over here to the blessings, you know, where He wants us to walk. And so um, just, you know, talking along the lines of, you know, thinking everything that happens is the will of God. You know, we've seen people go astray. We've seen people fall into, you know, things like alcoholism or or adultery, things like that. We know, you know, everyone knows those are not the will of God for that person's life. They didn't just, you know, that just didn't happen. There's steps that you decide and you take, you know, it's I'm setting before you life and death, choose life. Falling into sin in some way in our lives is not God's will for us. Right. He fully allows that if you make those decisions, you end up suffering the consequences of your bad actions. Uh, oftentimes, I mean, when you when you look at Scripture and you recognize it, the Bible tells us in, in 1 Thessalonians 5, it tells us in Hebrews 4, that you and I are a three-part being. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And we can't do anything about the spirit of man. Once we accept Christ, we we are born again, but God did that. He paid the price. He was the only one that could. And so when we sac- accept that sacrifice, we're born again. Mm-hmm. But now we've got the same old thinking, and we've got this same fleshly body that wants to do what it wants to do. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. He said, you, you are in Romans 12, he said you could be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So right. evidently our mind, will, and emotions or our soul and our flesh are two parts of man that we have to right. do something with. Right. It doesn't say that God's going to renew your mind right. or that God is going to transform your thinking. And he tells us how to. Right. He gives us the tools. Again, he's saying, I set before you life and death. He tells us how to renew our mind in the word, but the choice to do it, the choice to walk those things out are ours. And, you know, we know that it's God's will that everyone accept Jesus, but he's not forcing us to do that. And so if we look at 1 Timothy 2, 4, and that just explains that a little bit more, how every, you know, it's his will that everybody accept the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. 1 Timothy 2 and 4. Mm-hmm. It says this, well, verse 3 says, 
For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God wants everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm -hmm. But we know that everyone isn't going to get born again. Right. But evidently, it's God's will that everyone does receive and everyone does repent. Right. So if... If it was all up to God, we would all be born again. Mm -hmm. He's not willing, the scripture says, that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. But we know that doesn't always happen. Right. You know, sadly, you've had to preach funerals before of someone that you know, that you, you know, that you never knew that they did accept Jesus, you know. Um, and so we know that from the scripture, it is his will that everyone come to the knowledge of the truth, that everybody come to Jesus, but we know everyone doesn't. Right. And so in just that scripture, it shows that everything in this earth that happens is not the will of God. There are things that are happening every day that are not his plan. Well, and there is a, there's a specific plan for us individually. Mm -hmm. There is an overarching right. plan that God has for man. Uh, man needed a savior, so God sent his son. The scripture says, Jesus says, uh, no one takes my life from me, I willingly lay it down. So the overarching plan of God in his sovereignty was that he would choose to send his son to be a uh, fancy word in the King James is the propitiation mm -hmm. for our sin. He was the payment, he was the atonement uh, for man's sin. But specifically, we have to make a decision that we accept that plan. And then beyond accepting that plan, God, what would you have me to do? You know, it's interesting when you look in the book of Acts, the apostle Paul, who had uh, was at first Saul of Tarsus, the scripture tells us this, I believe it's in Acts 7, that he has this road of Damascus experience. Before that, he's in Acts 7, he's consenting unto Stephen's death. Then in Acts 8, he has this experience where Jesus appears to him. And the first thing that, that the Saul, who becomes the Apostle Paul, says is, Who art thou, Lord? And then the next thing he says is, What would you have me to do? Mm -hmm. Those two things are, are very right. valuable, that you and I know who he is that we experience who God is, mm -hmm. who his son is. Right. But then beyond that, Lord, what would you have me to do? Right. And if we're not asking that question, there's a good chance that we're just sitting idly in a position and really not fulfilling the full plan and will of God for our lives. Right. And I believe that there's more for us than I that. Too. I believe yeah. God has better than right. that for us. We better stop for today. Yeah. And we'll come back together and we'll talk about this some more. But if we could leave you with anything at all today, we want to tell you that God has a plan for your yes. life. And whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with right now is not a life sentence. Right. God will bring you out of whatever it is that mm -hmm. you're dealing with, whatever you're facing, and take you to another level with Him. I believe that with my whole heart, and we'll see that from the Word of God. Amen. Would you pray for us? Sure. Father, we love you. We just thank you that you do have a good plan for each person, that you looked down and saw each one of us individually, 
and that you poured good things into each one of us, Lord. So we just thank you that more and more we're going to have that revealed to us of, of what that plan is for us individually. And Lord, that you would reveal to us how much you love us and reveal that plan to us so that we walk out your will in our lives. And we just thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for watching or listening. Until next time, keep living the abundant life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.